Welcome to the Officer Media Group Roll Call Podcast. Officer Roll Call is meant to inform and entertain. Now, let's get into this episode. Welcome to the lineup, Officer Magazine's roundup of this week's police and law enforcement news. I'm your host, Joe Vince, Assistant Editor for Officer Magazine, and sitting in with me today is guest host. I'm Paul Peluso. I'm the editor of Officer Magazine. How are you doing today, Paul? Hey, pretty good. Good, good. As always, we've got uh, a lot of stories to talk about, so we'll get started. Uh, First story, this is out of Tennessee in Memphis. Um, Police are being credited with preventing and averting a potential mass shooting at a Hebrew school. Um, Security camera footage had captured a armed man um, trying to enter a school. In fact, um, I I suppose being uh, caught in between the front door and uh, the the sort of uh, small lobby area. Um, uh, Police were were called in and were able to um, successfully um, intervene um the man uh allegedly had his gun drawn and uh during a traffic stop um was shot and wounded by officers but um again uh, kind of a scary moment and um it, great to see um uh, officers you know respond right away and able to uh, stop uh, anything from happening before um, innocence, uh, in- innocent lives were, were lost. Yeah, it's also interesting, Joe, in this case to see it looks like the security, all the security measures were, you know, followed and, and worked that he wasn't able to enter the, the school itself and that uh, the officers were proactive in uh, tracking him down and, um, you know, kind, kind of, uh, yeah, ending ending the situation. But uh, yeah, I wonder you know how many more of these incidents we will see that th- these type type of uh, possible attacks are uh, thwarted. And that's a good point, Paul. Is this was a case where at the school, really, it appears um, he the the man his the resistance was the building and the security measures itself, not uh, any in, other individuals, which is. Which is good to hear because you hate to have other people, especially uh, individuals who might not be trained law enforcement professionals, having to be in the way of of these armed individuals. And yeah, it, the security camera footage you can you'll you're able to see the the man enter. I guess they call it what they call the the pre entrance doorways, and being stuck in there, and then. He left that area and began shooting outside of the building. Um, so again, yeah, um, unfortunately, uh, it, you don't want to have to have these security measures, but it, it, it's good to see them them working. Um, moving on to our next story. This is out of South Carolina. A uh, tragic story of a easily a rookie easily police officer Matthew Hare, who was um, responding to a call of an individual um, into mental health crisis uh, at near train tracks, and while trying to remove the person from the tracks, uh, he was struck by a passenger pa- uh, train and died. Um, it just an instance goes uh, showing another example of just how what seem may seem like a routine call can um, 
has an element of of danger and um you know put can put the lives of law enforcement officers in danger yeah and it looks like you know the the uh the the person who the woman who was uh that he ended up saving was you know like you said experiencing mental health crisis and you know safety around train tracks it's it, it can't be said enough um but you know it just shows that these officers they put themselves in danger every day um you know in cases like this one and uh extremely dangerous situations and yeah just a very very sad story again and um you know you mentioned to me before that uh that this woman has been uh has been charged since correct it uh story we ran today this is friday we're recording um the woman involved in this incident um apparently was intoxicated uh laying on the tracks um she has been arrested and charged um in the case, um, friends and family had said she was um, suffering from postpartum depression. Um, again, yeah, it, it also kind of shows I maybe too, and and I I say this more as the public and not from um, the uh, law enforcement standpoint, but um, it, from the public's point of view, I think we really take um, sort of for granted the the safety around uh train tracks and, and railroad crossings and things like that and uh just believe that hey you know what you're 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 able to see the train coming um or hear it coming you're probably going to be able to get out of the way it's it's not like a maybe a car coming through and uh, this goes to show just um how dangerous those areas can be and uh, especially when you're um having to deal with an individual who might be uncooperative to say the least um uh, you know that that's a, that can be a deadly combination let's see moving on to our next story this is out of illinois um this week uh illinois governor jb pritzker signed into law um, a new measure that would allow non-citizens with work permits to be allowed to become police officers. Um, this uh, would bypass a federal uh, prohibition, um, but it's also uh, similar to other uh, provisions in other states that um, allow departments to um, find applicants uh, who are non-citizens. Um, uh, another uh, example of um, efforts being made um, to help law enforcement um, add to their ranks, um, considering just how critical um, staffing issues are across the country. Yeah, and you know, you see just about all departments out there are having a tough time recruiting new officers and. Yeah, it looks like the uh, Chicago's uh, Fraternal Order of Police uh, has supported the measure. And while the Illinois Association of Chiefs of Police initially opposed the bill, they uh, changed it to a neutral stance. So, you know, it it's just, you know, these organizations realize what kind of challenges they're facing and that they need to pull recruits from just about everywhere they can. I live outside of the Chicago area. Um I know um, 
part of the resistance to this new measure too is this comes at a time when in Chicago um police stations are being used as um uh, areas to um uh house uh, um migrants that have been sent from um Texas and uh, other states and um that has be been a hot button issue around here um i believe that uh, the the two uh the two topics have uh, have become intertwined um and um it uh, it certainly has uh like i said created there's been resistance to um to this this measure um uh, again that it sort of just is not helping um, uh, the problem that uh, the city and and to a lesser degree the state is seeing as far as uh, when it comes to the um, infl influx of, of migrants from um, other states. Let's go to our next story. Um, this is out of Florida and actually this uh, video footage of this reminded me of uh, I don't know, like a um, an action TV series out of the seventies or eighties. Uh, you know, like I was watching Mannix or, or Riptide or something. Um, but um, body camera footage captured a Pinellas County uh, sheriff's deputy um, trying to stop a runaway boat the only way he knew how, which was jumping from the boat he was on onto this other. Uh, water vessel that was traveling at around 40 miles per hour. So certainly not something going slow. Um, and he was able to um, leap uh, be between the boats and uh, get the uh, out of control uh, vessel um, under control. Um, just remarkable stuff um, to, you know, one to be able to, get the boat next to this um out of control um watercraft and then uh, to execute uh, that kind of uh athletic jump uh onto a, a a boat traveling 40 miles per hour pretty impressive yeah you could tell it uh, definitely wasn't his first time around a boat yeah. <laughs> being on the water <laughs> uh say the least but yeah it just shows you know when when uh, officers, you know, work in areas where you have, you know, a lot of water, like in Pinellas County, especially I, I live down here in the Tampa area, uh, in Florida. And, and yeah, these officers are definitely used to being around uh, watercraft and yeah, he, you know, did, did what he had to do to save uh, those that could have been endangered by this uh, boat that was unmanned. I, and I did enjoy um, the uh, little, uh, uh, message that uh, the uh, department uh, left um, on social media about this saying that, uh, yes, uh, Deputy Fernandez does his own stunts. Um, he certainly has a, um, a second career after law enforcement if he wants to uh, do stunt work in Hollywood. Um, we'll stay in Florida. Um, this was a um, kind of an interesting story. Um, out of Orange County, um, Sheriff's Corporal, Corporal 
Greg Ritker um, had pulled over a teen who um, was traveling over 130 miles per hour. Um, when he stopped this the 16 year old, uh, he asked to have, he asked the teen to call his parents, and the parents uh, came out uh, to the traffic stop. Um, at that time, uh, the officer told uh, the parents basically. You know why he had stopped the um, the teen and kind of what this has meant to him. At the years earlier, um, he had had a case where he had stopped a teen who had been traveling um, at excessive speeds. Um, you know, he was trying to prevent um, future accidents from happening. Um, he had learned from a lawyer later on that um, the teen had died in a traffic accident. Um, unfortunately, hadn't learned um, the lessons that he, the, the officer had hoped to instill at the time. And this was a case of an officer not wanting another tragedy like that to happen and um, going to um, extra lengths um, to, pre to prevent that, or at least try. Yeah, so the, the story that he shared, um with the the teen's family uh just just very very uh it was very sad basically you know this this road i4 in orlando um is one that i've been on plenty of times and yeah it it is you know how fast people can go on this road at times is just crazy uh think of and think that a 16 year old was going that 132 miles on uh what, what is it uh 70 miles an hour there's a speed limit on that road. So it's already pretty high to mm -hmm. begin with. And people, you know, go past that, but 132, um, that, yeah, this is the, you know, this is why traffic enforcement is needed. Um, to stop, especially these kids from, you know, killing themselves or killing other people. Yeah. And, and it, it I thought this story really showed to, um, you, you know, the officer could have just, uh, cited the teen um and that was that and um who knows what would have happened um going forward but here was an officer who really you know maybe even it was for himself didn't want to to have to respond to another um accident scene another crash scene um involving um a, a teen going at high speeds um and i i thought it was a, an interesting way to to handle it to not only just talk talk to the the 16 year old driver but also involve his parents and and making it sort of a, a group type of effort to to hopefully um you know prevent a, a tragedy later on let's see for our final story today we'll we'll go to georgia um Hatville police officer Eric uh, Colloran had um, met a 60-year-old boy and just a, a routine encounter um, involved uh, with a, a, a different call. And um, the boy was, at the time, uh, doing yard work to earn money in order to help uh, buy clothes um, for his brothers and sisters and um, help uh, his single mother you know, with um, keeping the family in necessities. Um, 
as he got as the officer got to talking with the the teen he learned the the teen was a big gamer um but was very impressed um just at at what this what this kid was doing and um this officer took it on himself to start um TikTok and Facebook uh campaigns to raise money to uh get the the boy a new PlayStation 5 and um there's video of uh the the big reveal and just the although you because it's from behind you can't see the expression on on the kid's face but you you see the reaction in his his body language and and his his hands going up to his face um but just a a, a wonderful story of um an officer you know just trying to to help and 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 get the community involved too this wasn't just him um you know dipping into his pocket and and getting a playstation he he was um getting other people in his community involved in and and actually you know hopefully um putting a spotlight on on this teen who um helping out his family um you know, and uh, certainly doing things that he probably didn't want to be doing on a summer day. Um, and and this this was just a, a really nice way um, to to you know to to get involved with the with the public and um, to to reward a, a teen who is doing the right thing. Yeah, and according to uh, you know this this report here, uh, the officer arrived on the scene when. Um... A call was made, but the call was made by a roommate of the person who had hired the teenager to Mm -hmm. uh, trim hedges and pull weeds. Um, And so, yeah, the teenager wasn't trespassing, of course, but uh, but that it was a misunderstanding. And, yeah, the officer said that the fact that the teenager didn't run, didn't, you know, be aggressive or do anything that would, you know, he he just calmly told him and was polite. And um, told him what he was doing there. I I think you know definitely helped a lot. And yeah, that to see a sixteen year old you know be able to kind of you know take control of the situation like that. It, it's uh good to see. Yeah, and it, it it's great to see uh, these kinds of stories. Um, uh, you know, show it seeing how officers interact with their communities and um trying to make a, a, doing the little things that can make big differences um uh with the people they they serve um that's all for this week thank you very much for tuning in and listening uh we hope you're back uh, next week and next week it should be myself and uh Lieutenant Frank Borelli. Uh, but thanks again, Paul, for filling in. Hey, thank you. And everyone else, uh, take care and stay safe. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Lineup. Please remember, the opinions voiced are not those of Officer Media Group or Endeavor Business Media, but only those speaking those opinions themselves. Thank you and stay safe.